welcome listeners to episode 11 of Pod of Two Halves. I'm your host, Logan Dean, and I'm joined here by a co-host. Andres. What's up, Andres? How you doing today? Uh, chilling, chilling. Chilling, chilling. All right, well, let's see. Uh, listener, we got three segments on the running order here for you today. We're going to start off with World Other News. It's basically going to be Champions League Roundup. Some fun action there. And then we're going to uh, review or preview the Premier League match week five, this upcoming weekend of matches. And then finally, in the third segment, we're going to do our classic down and dash and give you an update on our Houston hometown teams. So without further ado, Andres, let's, uh, let's jump into it with the Champions League roundup in World and Oh, sorry. Let me back up. Can you introduce the first segment, World and Other News, properly for me? World and other news. There it is. It's so good every time. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. The standout match is, in our opinion, say first was Liverpool versus AC Milan. And what, what are we talking about? Uh, in the Champions League. There it is. Sorry, this is a Champions League roundup listener. So standout matches we're going to touch on real quick. The big one that came to mind was Liverpool versus AC Milan, which was on Wednesday, September 15th. Yep. Andres, I'll let you jump ahead since you're a Liverpool fan. Uh, I'll just say that the final score was Liverpool 3, AC Milan 2. Tell us about the action. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. So it was uh, it was a really good game. <laughs> Not just because they uh, won, they being Liverpool. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, we went up early, like in the ninth. It was like a. Uh, they ruled it an own goal, but I mean, yeah, no, nah, it totally was because it was it was Trent, right? Yep. It was he was did his usual, but he went down the right, mm-hmm. and you could tell it was a it was one of his usual low cross diddlies, but it kind of went under Tamari's or in between Tamari's legs and it caused this like deflection. Went in. It, it kind of went over the keep as he was last minute flapping at it. Totally. So yeah. You know, now, you know. I think you're going to say here real quick you were like, okay, it was totally own goal. Even though it was in the ninth minute, I would say it was coming because Liverpool started flying out the gates in the beginning of the game and they had already like been pressuring hard on AC Milan. So it wasn't, it didn't seem too flukish. It kind of seemed decently earned, even though we're only in the ninth minute by Liverpool to get that goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. go on. And then, and then Liverpool for like a minute to no, it was like five minutes. They forgot to like defend a little bit on the transition. Uh huh. We got caught out not just once, but twice. twice. On the okay. Counter-attack. So yeah. Liverpool pretty much dominated the first thirty-five minutes of the game, right? Mm. And then all of a sudden, it started to. <sighs> lose its rhythm and it fully came to pass in those last five minutes of the half where you got caught out hard and in the 42nd minute Rebic for AC Milan scored yeah yeah and that one look okay yo all right now it totally sucks that they scored on us but I have to give it to them all right the run Rebic makes like uh, to start off the whole thing right Mm -hmm. what's his name some dude had it on the left. Mm-hmm. He for AC Milan, yep. Yeah, and Rebic made this run, and oh my god, the way the way he did it, he like sucked. I think it was Joe Gomez or was it? Yeah, Gomez. He like sucked in, brought him into a, you know, sucked him out of his position to where I think it was Hartarger's. Forget it, the blonde dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in the. It basically created this pocket of empty space for homeboy to get the ball, pass it over to, to what's his name, Diaz, who yeah. then found Rebic, who had made this run. But then since he'd made that run, you know, Gomez goes with them. They pass the ball to Krajic Jagajar, and Joe's like, oh, snap, I, I got to go that way. Everybody forgets about Rebic. Finally, the other dude, what's his name? Uh, Leal sees Rebage, flips it through him, and Rebage is by himself. Right, right, right. All by himself. 
Right. And so, like the there's, like, there's no suggestion of offside. There's nothing that can save us here. It's like, oh man, we just forgot so the, about this dude. The world skilled thing of what Rebic did, uh, just to repeat exactly what you said, was Rebic made this run that kind of curved such that it pulled some of the center backs of Liverpool Ooh. towards him, creating a uh, pocket um, for the was, ball carrier to continue diagonal. moving. It was a legitimate, like textbook diagonal run from yep. center to the corner flag. Yeah, but but. If you run it back, he starts off behind Joe, like oh, out, okay. of, out of Joe Gomez's line of sight. He steps in front of Joe to make sure he sees, I'm going to run, takes yeah. off, and Joe's like, let's go. And completely just leaving his acres of space in yep. the middle of the, in the park for home. Behind him, yep. Yep. Up, yep, just for home to step up. Once that pass is made, Joe's like, has to overcompensate. And then, therefore, Ribbits is lost over here where nobody's picking him up because everybody else is picking up who they're supposed to be. Yep. And then, by the end of the play, Ribbits by himself, yeah. like the corner so, of the I, I was, I was going to say, everything on the run that Ribbits did, that's credit to AC Milan. No one then continuing to pick him up when he kept on his run, that's fault to Liverpool. There it is. So that goal was made of two parts. It's not just Liverpool's failure. The run was wonderful. And, of course, he had to finish it. If you will. <laughs> yes, but the I mean, there's definitely a fault out here for Liverpool. Like, wow, how did you? Nobody, nobody tracked him. I mean, he was just there. You just saw him run literally in front of the ball. So yeah. uh, that was a bummer. But then that's not all, because mm. before the half ended, AC Milan which managed to score a second time. Dog, like within two minutes. What was it? The forty fourth. The first was was in the yep forty fourth. You were correct. Yeah, forty second and forty fourth. I mean, that, that first goal was like, oh, dang. But then, uh, so, you know, oh, they pegged us back. But then whammo, uh, two minutes later, they, you know, they drove like, down oh, no. the left again. They pulled it towards the center. And then they just flicked it out to the left runner again. Not quite a carbon copy of the first goal, but pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So same lapse, got punished. And then once again, I mean, once it worked, they pretty, why not try it again? Boom, we're at halftime. I assume Klopp had some great uh, or pretty decent halftime talk. Uh, because they, Liverpool then came out swinging. And who yeah. scored? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Go ahead, pick it up, yeah. Well, we're, we're, there was also, like, a PK that was that, that the, their keeper stopped. Like, okay, their keep yeah. was, was bomb, dude. Like, he, he had a game. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it could have been, the game could have right. been different after halftime. Right, right. That was a, a, a handball that got called, and the PK was taken in the 14th minute by Mo Salah. He hit it down the middle with power, but the keeper was right there and, and had enough about his you know, wrists and everything to go ahead and parry it out. And it looks like there was like a, a good chance at a follow-up by um, oh, no, yeah, Jota with good. that double diving save. header. Double save. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. so he gets the double save points. That kept them in the game, which was amazing. It was like, wow, maybe they could survive this half and not get scored on again. And then the last five minutes, as we already described, how it turned around and AC Milan, boom, they're up 2-1 boom, boom. At, at the end of the first half. Okay. Right. Pick it up for the listener from there as we begin the second half. Andres. Alright. Second half was, I mean, I don't know. You gotta take this one, man. Okay, so, well, so right. yeah. they, they came out like kind of swinging here, but, uh, and, and they, being Liverpool, knocking hard. And sure enough, Mo Salah scored in the 49th minute. Bam, we're at 2-2, eh, level peg. Eh, eh. His little celebration he did with his hand. Eh. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I mean, it's a goal, I guess. Yeah, like with a little yeah. shitty or crap eating smile. Yeah, I think what it was, because he did the hand motion, too. I think what it was is he thought he might have. He was like, eh, hey, my come Maybe back. Maybe it was all right. Might yeah. have been offside, but you know where I'm at. Yeah. 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 Um, and so now we got a, a pretty, not only do we have an even game uh, score-wise, but we have an even game in playing style. I would say, you know, the overall, it's not like Liverpool dominated, but if you think otherwise, let me know. You can speak now, Andres. But uh, so Liverpool and AC Milan are going about it. Liverpool getting a little better of the chances. And then in the 69th minute, what happened, Andres? Man. Freaking Hendo, looking like Gerard out there. Hendo hotcakes, serving it I'm up. I'm telling you, I'm gonna have to go to Hugh O'Connor to give me a Hendo hangover. The best. Oh, they had that too. 
is sure it's on sale during the game. Go check it out. Six ten out of ten. Um, but yeah, man, my man. All right, so it's a corner kick. Yep. It gets it gets flicked out back towards the eighteen. And right by AC Milan trying to clear it out from the header. Uh, right. Yep. Just falls perfectly. I bet time like stood. It was that slow mo motion. It was like a little bit as you as you're watching it, or if you watch the highlights, no, even listener. Like, I'm about to crush this. Yeah. And so was, Henderson no, it was, catches it right at the top of the box and without it hitting the ground. So the header's no, coming down. Totally, no, no, no. It's 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 a half off. It skipped off the ground. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I, I just saw it. I'm watching it right. Okay, now. you got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was. It it, it bounced right before he hit it. Like okay. literally right before he. Oh, hit it. he caught it, it so that it went sky. Okay. Oh, it is. It, it, yes, mean, you're right. I just saw it right now. Yeah. Way. So. It's so hard. Look, it bounced right. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're still, right. Yeah. still stay on top of it and put it right. in the bottom corner. He, he so he drives it, it you know, into the ground and it bounces a little, but it stays quite low. You know, like no more than a foot or two feet off the ground. What are we going to call those? Because I think they call them like uh, worm diggers in baseball. Like if it just is like almost right on the ground, kind of flying across. I don't know. This is just like a low screamer. We'll, we'll come up with a term for that. Yeah. Or listener, if you have any recommendations, shoot them into us. Cutter, bro. Oh, grass cutter. That's it. That's what we'll go. Okay. Yes. That's absolutely a term. We'll go ahead and use that. Perfect. So that's the 69th minute. Liverpool are now up 3 2. They continue to hold it out for the game. They get the win. Like it literally bounces, what, six inches before he like strikes the ball? Like, how does he mm-hmm. even factor that? If the ball is coming to me at that trajectory, trajectory, I'm not factoring in a small, minuscule bounce right before it arrives. I'm aiming as if I'm about to blast it first time to that bot, that top corner. But my man somehow knew it. No, it's going to bounce right before it gets to me. Then, wow, bottom left corner. Oh, oh Chef's yep. kiss. CK. Oh. Chef's uh, kiss. CK. Uh, That's what that was there. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, so that was the, the, the main goal or main game for us. We'd recommend if you get a chance, go ahead and, and try and watch whole that thing. Uh, replay the whole, whole thing. thing. Paramount Plus has got you. And now with the, a little bit of time here at the end of this segment, just going to touch on one or two other games, and you're going to see my selfish motivations for this. Uh, mm. Young Boys versus Manchester United on Tuesday, September 14th. The real keep away, or takeaway here is that in like the 90 plus 3, 90 plus 4, uh, it's tied 1-1, and mm. Young Boys, there's a bad pass by Jesse Lingard back to the keeper. What's weird, though, is that um, <clears throat> PFOC, the forward for uh, Young Boys. He kind of predicts it. Anyways, he catches on to the, the bad pass, and he scores to give Young Boys the upset win. And the American oh, gets it done. We all knew he was going to score. As soon as he got the ball, like, go back on the... On the yeah, yeah you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. They... Already running on the field like, yep. before he even makes contact with the ball. Like, yep. no, no, My man's 100. <laughs> He's not going yeah. to... Yeah. Uh, like, so... I mean, the hey, who's I mean? Yeah, we make fun of him, this and that, and the third. But he's a, good, he's he's a decent keeper, yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a shot stopper. You know yeah, and P-Fuck uh, slipped as he took the shot, but he kind of kept his leg to go through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, an American getting it done, fantastic. But, you know, getting a goal, I would definitely announce that in the Champions League. The game winner in the last minute, Look, in an upset win, I have to mention that. That's a golf bat. I just... Golf bat. That's a picket. Um... And then I just wanted to quickly say to listener for highlights, I'd recommend catch the highlights at least of the uh, Manchester City versus RB Leipzig match. And that was on uh, Wednesday, September 15th, where Man City won six to three. It was just a goal fest. Almost every goal is actually a pretty good goal. It was, it was a, a fun watch just for the quick highlights, if nothing else. And to keep the theme here of uh, Yanks Abroad you know, reporting, I just wanted to mention that Brendan Aronson got the start for RB Salzburg in Tuesday, September 14th match of Sabia versus RB Salzburg, where they tied 1 1. And uh, that's it. Oh, I guess if I'm being fair, I'll go ahead and mention too that also on Tuesday, September 14th, Lille uh, tied Wolfsburg 0 0, but Wolfsburg almost lost it and is the cause of American center back John Brooks, who got a red card. Not what? I mean, a second yellow red card, but I mean, nonetheless, um, yeah, wow, he almost wow. cost his team that game. So that that is so that's uh the the two halves of your Yanks abroad. Yeah, yeah, that is all right. Yanks abroad, two, two halves. Yeah, two 
Oh, man, a collector's item just for the listener out there also. On uh, Wednesday, September 15th, Group D, FC Sheriff versus hey. Shakhtar Dinesh. FC Sheriff won two note, which is amazing because FC Sheriff, they got into this by qualifying like way back. They've had to go through multiple games and rounds just to get here. They're right. Listen, like, okay, Ed, hold on. Like, like, like this is, let's, let's put it in complete perspective. This is okay. match day one of the group stage. So we're like the big heavy hitters and such from most of the teams here. It's mm-hmm. their first game in the competition. Mm-hmm. Sheriff, this is at least their fifth. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean their their first one was back, let's see here, is Wednesday, July seventh. They had a two legged affair. Then they had like right. another two legged affair July twentieth. Uh-huh. And then they had another one in like July twenty eighth. So boom, we're up to sixth. They had another one August third and seventh. So we're up to eight games. They had another one on August fifteenth. That's a single one, August seventeenth. Is a, oh no no wait sorry seventeenth and twenty fifth are uh, double so now we're at ten games. Oh, good lord! Yeah, ten games right. to get here. Ten to get here, and everybody yeah. else is at one. Five rounds, ten games. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also, listener, at bare minimum, even if you don't watch any highlights of that game, please, please, please look up the crest for FC Sheriff. So it good. is fantastic. Absolutely, a sheriff it star. It's not like it's think. some weird spelling. It's exactly what you think. Yep. Yep. Mighty and Shakhtar Donetsk also has a great logo or crest. Oh, I love so it. Good. Yeah, that's so yeah. Good. So this was an outsider's pick. This was a hipster's pick choice. So if you're trying to be there a, a football hipster, you know, at least watch the highlights of this game so you can go, tell uh, people like, oh, that yeah, was the go game. Catch you, go catch you a cold brew and, you know, sit <laughs> back and, and, drink and watch the game. So There it is. There it is. Well, uh, you know what? I can't think of a better place than ending uh, this first segment, World and Other News, than on FC Share bringing the law to town when they won 2 0 in their opening match. So, with that, so good. Uh, we are done with the first segment. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Catch you then, listener. I love soccer. I love podcasts. If only there was a way to bring the dualities of these two parts of my life together. Now there is. Pod of Two Halves podcast. I listen to new episodes as soon as they drop, Mondays and Fridays. Look for Pod of Two Halves anywhere you listen to podcasts and make sure to subscribe. And we're back. And we're here to talk about... Premier League preview for match week five. Yep, yep. Let's see here. So, uh, you know what, Andres? Let's just jump to the standout match. Uh, you can agree with me or not here, but uh, I have uh, Tottenham versus Chelsea is, is the standout mm-hmm. match, and that's going to be uh, Sunday, September 19th at 10.30 a.m. on Peacock. Good old London Derby. It is a London Derby, yeah. Uh, oh, it's but... John... okay, now you go. <laughs> What's that? No, 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 nothing. My bad. My bad. It's okay. This uh, guy. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. So, uh, let's see. Let's uh, let's discuss this game in a little bit of detail here. Then, so uh, I mean, Chelsea has started the season uh, on quite good form. I mean, they you know have given up almost no goals. The only goal that they did give up was uh, against Liverpool away to Liverpool when they had that red card relatively early on in the match, and they ended up drawing one-one, which you and I agreed was a victory as far as they were concerned, given mm-hmm. the the context, right? So, um, I I think that the same Chelsea that showed up against Liverpool is going to show up at Tottenham. Uh, do you have any reason to to think otherwise on that? So you're 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 saying it'll be like a starting eleven, kind of. Uh, yeah, like the same lineup and the, and the same sort of ability and intensity. And I just don't think that Tottenham is equivalent to Liverpool. So. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I mean a red card is is relatively fluky, so there's no reason to think that's the more more likely thing to happen. So I mean I I see that. Tottenham would struggle to score on this one. 
I bet Chelsea can go ahead and get a goal. I don't think they need will push too much more for the one goal, and I think their Chelsea is going to win one nil. That is the scoreline will be Tottenham zero, Chelsea one. But mm. uh, what do you think? Mm. Nah. Okay. Nah. Nah. No way. Chelsea wins much more than that. Um, let's see. I mean, Tanganga's out, Dyer's out, uh, Davidson Sanchez might be back, but I mean. I don't know how many practices he'll get in because he was off with Colombia. You know what I mean? Yeah. And That's it's, it's, featured the last game because of the quarantine. Yeah. I had a ticket to Chelsea. Chelsea. Lukaku looks amazing. Yeah, he does look a beast, right? I mean, but he's an absolute with, Even with, yeah, the, and Tottenham's been winning 1-0 these past few games or whatever, except for the last one where they're, like, capitulated and whatever. Um, they don't... It, <sighs> I don't see them holding Chelsea to just one goal. Okay, no well, way. like I mean, the last the last game, what was that? You mean for Tottenham? For Chelsea. Oh yeah, the last game for Chelsea. Was against uh, Villa, dude. That's the one where like Lukaku went off for two. Yeah, they they won three nil, and and Lukaku is definitely getting more into better and better form. It seems, and I right. bet he will so continue to. When you think uh, of the matchup that would come up. I don't see anybody stopping Lukaku. Oh, uh, you talk about the Tottenham defense. Who can really body up to him? Well, no, not on the back defensive line. I mean, maybe Hoiberg will almost get assigned mm. to kind of carry him into the midfield and only drop Doesn't off when he can put on him on the Tottenham squad. Nobody's going to be able to contain him. And if you put another, like if you double up on him, that frees up anybody yeah. on Chelsea. So, so yeah, I, I don't. I, I see like a three nil, man. Three nil. All right. Man, so would it be fair to say that you're saying like Lukaku is a goal? Like that's a chalk of goal. That's almost aside from the two teams, and then Chelsea as a team Lukaku's could probably a get goal another goal. Half. Oof. All right. Wow. You got him in your fantasy team then? Ben had him. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I've been paying well, attention. Just... Yeah, dude. He's yeah. He'll go off at least two. Possibly. All right. Well. And improve and get the hat trick. Improve over last week and get a hat trick. Answer me over this like thing: a, a, a defensive tackle. How is this so different than when uh, Arsenal hosted Chelsea? That was back in uh, August twenty second, and Chelsea beat them two nil. And Arsenal is a far inferior team to Tottenham. Is that fair? Far inferior? They're definitely an inferior team to Tottenham currently, right? So, I mean, when that Chelsea have scored. Why, why do you think that Chelsea would be able to score more goals against Tottenham than they will against... Well, uh, first off, we can't compare one... Like, okay, I, I get the natural. It's like saying, oh, well, they did this with this one team. Uh, well, how did they go with this with this other one? I mean, it, it, it's tough to do that. You know what I mean? Like, there's the playing <laughs> styles. You gotta, they're not exactly, like, equivalent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you factor in the play style, and this, that's where you could get these... I mean, dude, we already saw... What was it, dude? Tottenham, who was it where they, they like capitulated? Uh, you talking about amongst Tottenham or Chelsea? Tottenham's the one that capitulated, right? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So Crystal yeah. Palace broke. Yeah, yeah. They fell apart there. That's true. And, um, Chris, and if we're using the same logic, Crystal Palace is in the team that would go out and win and like completely dominate. Tottenham, right? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, if I'm saying that A is greater than B, B greater than C, then I kind of have to follow that mm-hmm. same logic through there. So, okay, maybe falls in part there. I'd have to work some math on some paper and get back to you. Where I brought up the matchups with Lukaku. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no. Hey, who's I, your second match for Arsenal? Who, who was matching up with? And uh, wait, wait. You're completely ignoring the fact that Lukaku didn't play against Arsenal. Is that right? He didn't That's play how... early on. Oh, okay. He came on after the season started. He came over from Inter after the season started. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that is you're right. That's that's pretty poor of me, and that would make a huge difference because I very much believe in the abilities of Lukaku. And actually, I completely forgot as well, so I'm all jumbled here. But uh, the defensive, uh, the lack of defensive uh, personnel that Tottenham are going to be having, and then that's mm-hmm. huge. So those two things combined. You definitely persuaded me to move this to uh, I mean, Chelsea if, winning by two goals. I don't know about 3-0, but 
but Chelsea winning by two goals. And then I don't think Chelsea, I don't think Chelsea's going to get scored on. So I guess I would, I would move this to two nil, but that's not too different from three nil, to be honest. Mm. All right. So we we're pretty confident that Chelsea's going to win and uh, be quite surprising otherwise. Right. So let's see if uh, you listener, I mean, that's, that's one game. Surely there's got to be more exciting games in the Premier League. We only really want to hit on like what we think of the highlights. So this one's kind of a, a maybe in my category, Andres, which is yeah, uh, like, West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? The, the, if, we, if we use the logic that we've been going through with the, uh, like, which ones are the, should you watch, which ones maybe just catch the highlights of the game. Such, there's only one match, as you said. Is the, uh, there's, yeah, that's one, that one's a definitive. Yeah, you might want to catch that one. Live right. if you can, but definitely, like, Full game kind of, kind of. It should right. be. Yeah. That one, carve out the time to try and watch the whole thing of that. Now, um, outside of that, there isn't any other one that would be like a full matcher. We got to come up with a better name for that. But um, aside right. from like a highlight game, you know, kind of 15 minute watch, the extended highlights one, the, uh, like you said, that West Ham yep. United one. West Ham versus Manchester United, which is, uh, that's it also on Sunday at 8 a.m. And that has at least the possibility to be quite a few goals. I mean, we've seen West Ham string together goals at home. Manchester United has no problem scoring goals. And I also think that this is kind of unpredictable and in which way it could go. So it's got some uh, volatility or excitement to it it, as far as I see. But you know what? You brought in a lot of good arguments on the last match. So what do you think about this match? Uh, Oh, United's winning this one. Really? Yeah, I mean, if we if we take into account the midweek, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they're they have to win. You know what I mean? It's almost like they also played midweek, whereas West Ham didn't. Right, but I mean, it, I the get, pressure that's on them that they got to perform is. But it's like now they they kind of have a chip on their shoulder because it's like oh they have this. This whole boost whenever Ronaldo signed and you know, the, the game after mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. and now the first game in the Champions League, it kind of got embarrassed. Right, right. You know and, I mean? So it's like, all right, we we kind of need a statement. Can't right, right. That's back, even though that's the other reason I sort of pick out this game is because well, it's not a pivotal moment. There's a storyline. There's a story. yes, because Manchester United, if they bounce back and they they win this game, um, then okay, that was. Perhaps a blip. That was a fluke, and, right? Right, but if they now lose they this game, this one. Mm. we start thinking like maybe Manchester United isn't that good because they even got Ronaldo and look, right. you know, right? It's like right, maybe maybe that that first game was just like you know the, the new signing bounce first game whatever well won that was the outlier, you right? Know I mean? Right, and in some ways actually it would almost be um, more of a, a putting pressure on Manchester United if it was at Manchester United because you can imagine if it went through the first right. half with them level, whatever Bro, the score is. Uh, in the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But since it's away, they won't necessarily have that. But I think uh, for West Ham's purposes, being home is probably more helpful to them than whatever they're yeah. getting that pressure. So I, 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 feel, I, I really I think West Ham's going to pull this one. But uh, as I said in the beginning, this could go either way. I see a lot of volatility. There's this goals, is the, There's goals yeah. in this one. There's goals right. in this one. I, I, like, I would go with the 3-2. Like I'll I'll see your your really hoping for that. I'll see your two West Ham, but I see like a three, maybe even we'll see a, a Cristiano, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my prediction was that West Ham is gonna win two one, and you're saying yeah, okay, I'll give you the two for West Ham, but yeah. Manchester United gets those three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I can see that being possible. Um, well, to be honest, um, I don't really have like, any other like standout matches. No, I don't either. All of, I mean, if if we're talking about storylines, that mm-hmm. the Liverpool Crystal Palace is always yeah, yeah. Uh, and plus, like we got a little bit of a, a you know homerism for Liverpool. They're good to watch for highlights, at least. Oh uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, look at some of these other matches. Like, are you? Would you really think they're going to be good for highlights? Burnley Arsenal? No. Wolves no. Brentford? Probably not. Nah, Man City Southampton, right, to see one team shred the other one. Norwich Watford, Christ, if we even get a goal in that one, I'll be impressed. Villa Everton, maybe. 
but that's like a low stakes version of West Ham Manchester United, and it's got a lot of volatility. Yeah. Except they're not nearly as capable. Yeah. So, will you yeah. got, you got um, Renaissance man over here, Andros Townsend, might be good for for a worldie. Playing you know, for Everton. Yeah, yeah. Want to put it out there for the listener? All right. Well, um. Bad at that. You got to catch up. I'm just saying. Uh, I got. Uh... You guys know what I'm talking about, right? No. <laughs> that's that's uh that's i think it for uh premier league preview of match week five listener so uh you know make sure to catch those ones and if there's anything else that you catch that's worthwhile please feel free to share with us at any time uh you can hit us up on twitter at what's that handle again andres it's a pod of dot two halves pod of underscore two halves oh, underscore underscore okay, i was distracted I was just. Did wow. you see that Uruti that Uruti bit? Yeah. yeah. Oh my man, my man Uruti dude. It, <laughs> yes, that was brilliant. Oh, and I ah, oh, he done told him everything. I was reading his list. That was great. That was uh, good. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you haven't noticed by now, listen. So we're we're pulling double duty. It's a it's a watch party. You got yes. The, you got the the Galaxy versus Dynamo. Uh We'll give you a live update. Thirty-third minute, Dynamo up one nil. Yep, Papa Pico with that goal. What was that like in the tenth or eleventh minute? Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Is there any way that you celebrate goals? I feel like you can do a live one for the listener this time, Andres. No, it's got to be in the moment. You know what I mean? Like it's got to be. If they get well, I'm not. I'm not gonna like sit here and and just stretch this out to hope that they score before halftime just for you to do that. But if they do score. Uh, well, you know what? When the Dynamo do score again, and when they win, I feel like you uh, you owe the listener one of those on sort of a live recording, yeah? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll drop it. All when, right. When, it, when, when it's uh when I feel it, it it's got to be felt. It can't it can't be forced. Oh, okay. oh here it goes. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Here we go. Dorsey down the wing on the down right. Down the right. Darwin Quintero starting oh, again. Much I love that. Oh, that was a good start. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, y'all listener, thank you very much for joining us and uh. We'll be back in a moment. Logan here again, this time to ask you, listener, to help us by supporting our podcast. Now, listen, I'm not saying it's the greatest cause in the world or that it's even a good cause or even a cause. But you know what comes after a cause? B cause. You should support our podcast because you like what you're hearing. And real talk, we need to keep the lights on. So if you could click on the support link under our show description in Spotify or whatever app you're listening to us on, or you can even find us on Twitter at pod of underscore two halves. It's all spelled out. So that's P-O-D-O-F underscore T-W-O-H-A-L-V-E-S pod of underscore two halves that's for us on Twitter. And whatever you can give, whatever you contribute is greatly appreciated so we can keep providing the content you like listening to. Listeners, we are back for the third and final segment of this episode, episode 11, pod of two halves. This segment is titled Andres. Dine and Dash. No, wait, right. is it? I forgot. Yeah. Dine and Dash Discourse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I forgot so, the sound effects for it. Threw me off. I can't, I can't do the same ones. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see. The, the Houston Dynamo, as we mentioned in the previous segment, uh, as we were recording that, the Houston Dynamo were playing live away to LA Galaxy. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, and uh, we actually were very excited because the Houston excited. Dynamo got a pretty early lead, Fafa Pico in the 13th minute. And then a nice goal, too, earned, you know, some good work uh, pairing up the uh, right side by Dorsey, I thought. Man. He's been having a good string of games. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. And uh, if I remember correctly, actually, you mentioned that you really liked sort of the formation we seem to be playing, right? Where the Wooty's mm-hmm. straight up on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, We're not dead. It worked. It seemed to work here, at least for the first half. But I think what the part was that was missing in the second half was, you know, was proven. I still feel that the... the the fulcrum of this 
thing that's happened or that he's trying out so far with starting Quintero. There you go. Same thing. While Quintero's, yeah, he's definitely what's providing that spark going forward. He can't provide that spark unless he has this guy in the back or covering that space, which has been Corona. Because if we notice, when he came out at half, that's when game when Corona started. when Corona was subbed off at halftime. Yeah, and basic we uh, Darwin Saren mm-hmm. came in for him. You mean that liability? All right. So yeah. Okay. So just to to back up then. So we went into halftime one one. Now we're gonna start having some questions here about Tab Ramos, which I am hesitant to do because he did so much good work for the U.S. Uh, youth setup, you know, U.S. or U nineteen, U twenty one, U twenty three teams in the past. Uh, but I'm now more than willing to put that aside. I don't know why Corona was subbed off at halftime. For Thank, Darwin you. Thank you. Thank so, you. Let's try and get in the head. What what could be a possible reason that Tab I think you just brought it up? I think you just brought it up, bro. Like if he's like for he's like he's using youth squad coaching mechanisms in MLS. It's like in the youth setups, dude. There's like a game every three days or whatever. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, oh yeah, you know, I need to rotate players. Like, bro, no. Not well. Here, not when it's working. Here we did. We did have another game this week. I mean, you know, we went we did. three games yeah, I, in eight days. I get what the yeah. I I get that part, but like with the one 0 lead at on the road, you're playing with house money, man. Like, yes, actually, hang on, listener. I think I just said it was one one at halftime. It was not. It was a one 0 lead for the Houston Dynamo uh, going yeah. into halftime. My apologies. Yeah. Correct that. Okay. So now we're on the same so page. Why did we make this change? Yeah. It's like why at halftime is he like kind of going defensive because I mean while taking out Corona and bringing it on Saren like Corona's not an offensive player or whatever bringing on Saren creates this liability which then like makes those we sit deeper mm-hmm. because we have to cover that space there you go for me you hit it right there with we covered sit by, deeper by Corona yeah, yeah yeah okay so Corona is not like you Imagining he's not exactly like an offensive huge threat or anything like that, right? Mm. But he does cover a lot of ground, so he does run in like when we have the ball. Yeah, he'll he does be, push like, up the field in offensive positions, even if he's not receiving the ball. Mm. That is important because the moment we turn it over and with Darwin Quintero up ahead of him, basically playing like an attacking mid uh, midfielder position, somewhat left slanted, you know. Um, when Darwin Quintero drives some of the dribbling things he does that helped us mm-hmm, get the mm-hmm, goal, mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes he loses it. Okay, when you do that, you're going to have a few numbers you against you. Second ball. That's when you need to – you want to do that high press right then and there and try and win it right back or it's going to be a lot of work. Corona's very good at, being, at covering that space because Darwin Bro. Quintero just cannot track it back. Right, and there was a moment in the second half where that exact thing happened and then Uruti starts pressing and then Lunko starts pressing. And then Quintero's right there, and then Quintero gets frustrated because there was just this one pass that went to this space yep. where Galaxy Dude ended up getting the ball that would have been covered by Corona. By Corona, there you right go. There, everybody would have been in position to bing, bang, bing, bang, chance on the goal. Right. So Darwin Saren is more defensive in the sense that he doesn't move up into those... He's not in that space. Uh, right. Probably for good reason, in that if he had to fly track back, I don't know if he could, if he has no. confidence, he could make up the no ground way. and no go toe to toe with anyone. But for tactical reasons, then it's like, wow, then any press on a high up the field is mm-hmm. probably going to be for naught because we're always going to be outmanned. And to find that open man, he's almost always going to be in the middle of the field, which is probably the easiest place to pass. Right. right. And sure enough, that's what was happening. So I almost want to say, like, I don't think Quintero is a liability defensively. It's not like oh he doesn't run back at all. But we don't admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's he's his starting position is obviously uh, further up the field. Yep. Because I mean he's a, a, an offense player. Right. And I I'm really not asking him for much on the defense. Like no, not when we have press, Corona. Press is when he needs to. But yeah, obviously whenever it's like the whenever the ball's behind him instead of in front of him, as far as on the pressing, you know what I mean, where the other team has the ball, like. He's running towards the goal to press. He's he'll go. You know what I mean. Yeah. But once the ball's past him, we need a Corona to be right there to pick up that ball, and then yeah, boom, counterattack. Right. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. And so I almost wanted to recommend like, hey, if Quintero is on, Corona needs to be on. Yeah. That's a tandem that pretty much has to happen. Okay. The only exceptions, obviously, aside from an an injury, the only exceptions would be exactly what we're getting to. Let's say Corona's in there. He's been running. He's covering a lot of ground. So it's good reason to think that he gets tired. Let's say that we make it to like the 70th minute. Okay. And now he's starting to tire and he can't, you're starting to see him have lapses. Then it's acceptable to put in Saren because yes, we create that hole, but what we were going to, Saren's pretty much going to provide now what Corona is going to provide. And we're going to remove the possibility of Corona pulling a muscle or something and getting injured. So then it would be okay. I would say earliest is like 75th minute to do that. Mm -hmm. Right Mm -hmm. now, what did happen though is instead we did put in Darwin Saren. That center spot that we we're talking about, whenever we do the high press, became apparent. The domino effects of that is that other people have to try and step up to them, which then leads to another open LA Galaxy player somewhere. Basically, we're, we're starting to chase shadows, and mm-hmm. it it really showed. I mean, we were we were kind of getting tired and we were losing some runners, and. Uh, they managed to score, and it was earned. I mean, they had other really good attacks in the 61st minute by none other than Little P, Chicho Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Frustrating. I mean, and, like, how we even scored that? You know what I mean? It was a, it was a cross coming in, and, of course, Chicharito has some way of these, some sort of cat to, like, flip, or like, not flip, but, like, position his body to where the ball off his head was a very accurate shot to like the keeper's left so like near post. yeah but it's like <clears throat> it was an awkward position like the ball the way the ball came in teenage davy had a good chance at it but it just went over his head and like chicharito just after so happened to jump at it right the right time he timed yeah. it right and like to place his head in the right position at the right time for it to hit the I'm, right we're... way to go not only in the direction he wanted to but the pace the base the pace is what's really what really beat him because i mean the keep nelson he saw it he dove but it was just like a fingernail pass you know what i mean like just yeah a few inches yeah pass, and it was that pace yeah you know how freaking chicharito like generates this energy to put in off of like I mean it looked like to me is like he he recoils to make contact but somehow the ball has like more speed going after contact with the head you know what I'm saying instead of like you yeah know, you hit the ball you you put, usually dampen some of the speed I mean that's just your impulse like, in physics yeah right you know you you head you move your head towards the ball to like drive some more yeah yeah but no this time he like scrunched he basically pulls his chin towards his chest in midair yeah or hit his his so he'll the ball will hit his forehead yeah a little turtle action but yet the result of it isn't that it gets dampened it goes with great pace you know i'm really glad he brought up this header i mean obviously he scored so i don't want to dwell on it too much but i'm trying to figure out how is it that he he got how did hidebi miss it Teenage Davy in the center back, or well, oh, look, because the Davy's taller, right? Oh, he went up for it. He he was jumping back. You see what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So instead of a straight up, it was a jump back. Okay. So he was angled. I mean, what I wish he I think there's he timed his better and he jumped straight up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I could say, like, oh, you could see that Chicharito pushes him a little in the back or something, but uh, no, nah, I think it just, it I mean, like, how close were they? Is that Chicharito was, then his head connected with Hidebi's on the follow through, basically, yeah, on of his the, header yeah, yeah. and hit him in the back of the head with some, I mean, quite a bit of force. I mean, Hidebi was really shaken up for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to go ahead and mention right now, though. Uh, so I'm watching these matches on ESPN Plus because I'm up in the DC area. You get to watch them on uh, local, was it? Quest 55? Yes, sir. HD right. is 1055. That's not the cube, though, is it? Is it, is it, is it the cube? No. Right. I didn't think so. Okay. That was like so anyways, seasons ago. Yeah. So, uh, Quest. So now I'm going to watch it on ESPN 
Plus, I actually have different coverage. In this case, I basically had LA Galaxy's hometown coverage on it. So, uh, first of all, commentators nowhere near as good as Glenn Davis and Eddie Robinson, just hands down. Um, but also, the goal celebration on the video feed is like, you know, someone sponsors uh, the ad or something to go around. And it's by Echo, which is like a leaf blowing company. So, quite literally, their goal celebration graphic blows. <laughs> Ah, it totally does. Yeah. Uh, not only because it's a leaf blower, but also leaf blowers, if you're going to be doing that, don't go with Echo. And you got to go to Lansdowne Moody. There's six locations Kubota, in Houston. Yep. Got to get you one of them Kubotas. Kubota, that's Moody. right. Lansdowne Moody. There's six locations in the Houston area. Check it out. Or if you listen to any radio station in the Houston area, it'll come up. Yeah, <laughs> it sure will. Oh, hey, man. Also hey, wanted. while you were getting that. Yeah, while you were getting that. On local TV, yo, they had this segment because in the upcoming match on Saturday, eighteenth, uh, right, eighteenth, mm-hmm. um, we're playing FC Frisco, and it's Hispanic Heritage Game Night thing, and on the halftime commercial, local, they had um, they had this artist dude who made a special edition jersey, uh, Houston Dynamo jersey. So I'm on the hunt for that. Special jersey for Latin, right? Hispanic heritage. Yeah, Hispanic heritage, yeah. So it's, and it's pretty cool. It's like a black jersey. It's got like, what is that? Bird? Is hey, other than us searching for that, can we at least, uh, can I get you to promise to uh, throw that photo up on the, um, in the description or something? Or I guess Twitter. Put it at least on Twitter. I'll, I'll see if I can find a better one. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll put up something yeah. listener on Twitter at Bear Minerals ah, so you can see it. And uh, I'll also try and put it into the show notes, like a link to it or something, Man. if we're able to find it properly online. Man, I'll just post a picture of it wearing it when I buy it on Saturday at the game. Because <laughs> I am getting this jersey. Word. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it, it is really cool. Uh, I will Google this artist dude and be like, yo. It's very God. tough to describe it. So we're not going to bother trying to describe it anymore, except to say it's really cool. Um, and uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about the game was, what was it, like in the 75th minute or something, when uh, Zara Valentin went down, and on my end with the commentary, they're like, oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, they show the slow-mo. Yo, man gets his junk grabbed. But, oh, you know Eddie Robinson was on it. <laughs> So yeah, on your end, what he what was the guy? Yeah, he said something about yeah, he grabbed a handful of something or a fistful of something. It was like, oh, damn, man, Eddie, you don't miss a beat. Yeah, yeah. And he so he the the LA Galaxy player I forget right now, but he just grabbed him. He went down, and I couldn't believe that on my end they were saying like, Dayan Jovelilich. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Um. So that game then ended one one a draw. Um. And, as you just alluded to, Andres, to help the uh, listener, uh, the next match is going to be on uh, Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Saturday is what day again? That's September. Thank you. We just said it. Uh, Saturday, September 18th. That match is going to be kicking off at 9 p.m. Central time, the only time that matters. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I would really obviously like to win just because FC Dallas at home. I really would like to win. I mean, if there's any hope of playoffs, this is one of the matches you definitely got to, um, all your home matches you got to win from here on out and then some. Uh, so let's go Dynamo. Uh, and now the Dyn and Dash, the Dash part of this. Uh, so the NWSL listener, they're going to be uh, off or they are off for, until next weekend. That is the following weekend, like uh, Saturday, September 25th and Sunday, September 26th. So there are no NWSL matches at all until that weekend and that's again because uh, the international fixture windows pretty much only because the european region is doing qualifiers for the next women's world cup so um houston dash's match their next match is in fact going to be on sunday september 26th it's going to be away to racing louisville and that's going to be at 2 p.m and you can catch it on paramount plus you know that we recently played racing louisville gave a little rundown about how we've had back and forth with them uh so it would be a hard-fought match for us going at the win. We are sitting, we being the Houston Dash here, we are sitting right outside the playoff picture in seventh, but 
I mean, sixth cell also has 23 points, just like we have 23 points. Fifth has 26 points. So with a win, we could be right up there. Check out the last episode when we talked about the Houston Dash to get a little more uh, detail on that. But that's all we got for the moment. Uh, oh, and last thing, I want to close with the Dine and Dash and discourse. Here's your discourse, Andres. I thought about this today. Why does our front office not refer to the Houston Dynamo and the Houston Dash as the dynamic duo? Mm. Mm. Man, I don't know. That's some low-hanging low fruit. That, I mean, but, okay, on one, one half, right, it's mm-hmm. real. Why didn't anybody think of it before? On the other side, why didn't we think of that for our, the name of the segment? You know what I mean? Ooh. Wow. Wow. That was a huge honesty moment that you just revealed there. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Maybe it's just so obvious that it was like, it just, it it flew under the radar until, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. That's just, it really made me take pause here, which, listen, I'm sure you can guess that is pretty uh, rare. Oh, okay. Well, here's another thing then. That, um, while I'm kicking the front office bit here, that, uh, Jersey you just mentioned. Why can we not find it online with ease? I'm I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that it's some like limited edition. You got to get it only at the team store. You know, on game day, Hispanic Heritage Night thing, whatever. And that should whatever. be being loud, loudly announced. That should also be on. I mean, what I'm saying is, is like. No matter what, either if they have it for sale right now, which I just checked at MLS store right before we started recording, no, they don't. Then they should be teasing it and saying, "Hey, this is you got to be at the match to get it. It's coming out on Saturday." Whenever, uh, you know. Oh, uh, I found an article on the website, but I don't see anything about uh, silent auction. Well, my point is that it. I mean, we actually kind of follow the Houston Dynamo and Houston Dash and. We only saw it real quick advertised on TV, so clearly they, they have it in mind. But it's like there was absolutely no follow-through in some of the outreach and social media. Even if it does exist there, it, it didn't make enough ripples for us to pick up on it easily or naturally, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a disappointing end, I guess, to Dine and Dash and Discourse, but there's your Discourse. Um, that's uh, it for episode 11 of Pod of Two Halves. Listener, thanks for listening. As always, I'm your host, Logan Dean, joined by co-host, Andres. And uh, we will catch up with you again on Monday. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Later.